Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Ricky Starks makes himself a star. The acclaimed and F, the acclaimed GOAT. Over FTR, we have predictions for Final Battle and NXT Deadline and Ricochet and Santos Escobar. They wow! That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band for Inside podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Chestnuts Roasting on a McIntyre. And sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Dude, I've had a shitty fucking day. All I've done is I walked in the door as glad for the first 10 minutes. Thank you very much. Okay, that's some good shit. Right on. Goddamn. Chestnuts on a McIntyre. That's good shit. <laughs> And on that glove, we don't. I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 285, chapter 3, verse 14 of the Good Smart Saith. Hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. The Holy Trinity of BFR. Just um, while I'm thinking about it, just a word to the wise. Just call it a pro tip, if you will. If you're going to jump on the Sasha band wagon about her going to New Japan, it's not New Japan. It's called Stardom. Oh, wow. Jason came in here. You know he's not straw man, and you know somebody pissed him off if he's saying that because I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. But out there in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Portland, Oregon, we have Two Beers, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer? BFR Weston House. BFR West indeed. And speaking of Sasha Banks, uh, you know, uh, you also can call me the boss. I just got a promotion. I got some direct reports. I've been very busy. Um, I have not watched as much wrestling as I would like to. So um, usually I'm very up to date. I've been watching WWE uh, and as much other stuff. But fear not, even though this week uh, my awareness may be a little lackluster, I am now doing a lot more work from home. So, oh, my God, we're going to watch so much more wrestling coming up. So, uh, it's good. Congratulations to Two Beers, Zach Pullman. That's great news. We love it when our friends do well, don't we? God damn, man. I need to get a fucking a job where I can just sit at home and, you know, like, work, quote unquote. <laughs> sitting, we're sitting here in misty St. Charles, Missouri. Jason, myself, and our good friend, friend of the show, Bo Geesman, a.k.a. Vice. He's got cans on, but he does not have a mic because we don't trust him anymore. <laughs> can't, can't, just can't just can't hand anybody a live mic, you know? It's like giving Mike Tyson one in the 90s, you know? You never know what he's going to say. Oh, that was the best part of uh, Mike Tyson fight. It wasn't even the fight itself. Like, shh, he getting ready to talk. It's going to be good. Shut up. But uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, and Zach was only on for a little bit last week, so I'm sure... Oh, man, I really... Really, really should have stayed on with you guys because uh, I left that happy hour to give my old boss uh, a his job. I took a, a send off, and then we went to a bar afterwards. And I was like, "Ah, oh, this will be good." Um, you know, some extra like downtime with the team. And then I got so drunk that one of my uh, colleagues had to drive me home Oof. eight blocks because I couldn't even walk it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, that's not, that's I should have stayed on Pullman. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> Who Mickey's you, dude? What the fuck? Without further ado, let's get to that three counts. One, two, three. JCB, kick it off. Uh, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Um, I'll just save the uh, the boring stuff, quote unquote, from last. We'll just talk about what we usually talk about, especially now that WWE has made a resurgence under the Triple H regime. We'll talk about all things WWE. Um, couple notes. You kind of stole my thunder on Ricochet. Ricochet and Santos Escobar had the SmackDown World Cup final on uh, Friday night. Uh, obviously, Ricochet won. We all kind of agreed that Braun Strowman was going to be the winner. Ricochet is a surprise winner, obviously, and a, uh, I won't say a well-deserved winner, but someone that feels like if they did it and this elevated somebody, Ricochet could be somebody that could be elevated, even though it's to the Intercontinental Championship. It's not necessarily a true elevation, but it puts him back into the spotlight where in my case, I think he richly deserves that. He and Santos Escobar had a banger match to close down SmackDown. Not a surprise because this is Lucha Underground. For those who did watch Lucha Underground, they have done this dance before, and I kind of was like, okay, if, if this is going to be the final, this should be a really good final. Something to do, uh, maybe look forward to if, surprisingly, Braun Strowman doesn't win the Intercontinental Championship from uh, Gunther at some point, if Ricochet wins, I would love to see Ricochet and Santos Escobar run that back with some stakes involved. Go ahead. I know you want to bloviate on it. No, go ahead, Zach. You're up. Dude, yeah, uh, totally with the Lucha Underground stuff, I was uh, able to snag that when it was on Netflix. and uh, Super fun, super weird, but uh, yeah, I've seen these guys wrestle, and of course, like just put it together in your brain. like Ricochet, Santos Escobar, these dudes are super talented, and I like this like, push that Ricochet is getting, and, you know, uh, Walter is such a goddamn fantastic wrestler, and he's really putting the work in, lost a bunch of weight, um, you know, just really kind of, you know, moved to America, he's really doing kind of all of the things WWE would, would want him to do, and I, I wouldn't mind Ricochet uh, dethroning him, you know, getting a legitimate push, letting Ricochet be Ricochet, at least in the ring. And uh, I don't know, like, for me, Valter is the kind of guy that's, like, main event. Um, Valter is the kind of guy that takes a title off a guy who's had it for almost three years. Uh, so that's a legitimate kind of contender. Uh, anyway, that, those are just my thoughts. But, um, you know, he needs challengers. He's run through a lot of people. Uh, have him lose a Ricochet. You know, make it little guy get a fluky win over a big guy. Whatever you got to do to protect him, and yeah, uh, have Vulture challenge for the big one, big ones. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hit you guys with some thoughts, and then I'm gonna hit you with the question. Uh, the first one being, if you're not familiar with Santos Escobar's in ring style, yes, he was in Lucha Libre. Yes, he is Mexican, but he does wrestle pretty methodically for one of those lucha guys. I mean, he is a methodical wrestler that brings his matches to a crescendo at the time that they're supposed to peak. And he was great in this match. This match had me on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who won when I watched it. I thought it was awesome. I thought that I thought he looked great in defeat. I thought Ricochet finally got his moment, you know, with the American flag behind him, him holding up that cup 
And with the uh, the the pyro going off in the background, it's like, man, it's like, oh, he looks like a star now. He looks like what we thought he was going to be. You know, he was in NXT for it seems like 30 seconds before they put him in that six-man match for the North American title where he kind of stole the show. And this is this was a good use of both those guys, Ricochet Walter, or Rick, sorry, Ricochet Gunther has something uh, that has a lot of potential. for that one has a lot of potential because obviously Gunther works spectacularly with guys that are smaller than him, and this is a match to really look forward to. The question that I'm going to ask you guys, and this this might be big time recency bias, but is has Gunther, you know, they say the title doesn't make the man, the man makes the title. Has Gunther made the Intercontinental title matter again? Jason. Uh, I would, it's a resounding, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like now, you know, who's going to take down Gunther? You know, it was always who's going to take down Roman. It still is, you know, Uso, same way. Gunther's now in that conversation. Bianca Belair, it's something to be said about, long reigns where you can start to dominate your division or whatever the case may be. They, a lot of WWE kind of harkens back to professional sports, whether it's um, boxing, MMA, whatever the case may be. I think this is just one of those things where the Intercontinental and the U.S. title, for that matter, the mid-card titles have been, have been a joke for so long. We're seeing now a, a legitimate run for somebody that looks like they can hold the title for a little bit. In this scenario, I have to say that Gunther has made the Intercontinental Championship feel important. To be what do you think? I think so. Um, I think that, uh, you know, kind of going back in my head, there was a time, you know, during COVID, it was like, you know, Sami Zayn was fun with it, but it wasn't necessarily like um, an important title, um, so to speak. Same thing with like Nakamura, um, you know, I think maybe the the last time it actually meant something was when I think maybe Big E had it before he had like the, the WWE title, but I don't know before that. Yeah. I'm trying to think like before that, uh, I really can't remember like a time since we've been doing the podcast. I feel like we've lamented, um, the title not being, um, you know, that important because in our minds, whenever like we were younger and we're watching it, the Intercontinental title was the coolest title. It's like the ones that like your favorite wrestlers had, the guys that you wanted to see week in and week out. And, um, yeah. So and I'm down. I think, as, yeah, I am honky talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> All bullshit aside, I was a honky talk man fan. I did. I did like the honky talk. I don't know man. why I just took a shot at honky no, talk. Look, who isn't on the list at this point? I mean, goddamn. Yeah, I mean, lots of people have had it. Uh, we we'll keep we'll keep it moving on uh, main roster stuff, Jason. Um, just I'm gonna bounce back and forth because I was looking at my notes, and there's other things that are more important than whatever happened on SmackDown and Raw. Blah blah blah. Just jumping to Raw for a little bit. We've now got two women to face off to figure out who's going to wrestle Bianca Belair here in a little bit. In two three-way matches, first match you had Bailey, Asuka, and Rhea in the first match. I thought this was the better of the two matches. 
Bailey wins this first match. And in the main event on Raw, you had Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, and Nikki uh, Cross in that match. Alexa surprisingly wins, but damage control comes out and jumps Bailey. So it feels like maybe we're going to get Bailey and Becky on one side, Alexa and Bianca Belair on the other. Thoughts? Oh, well, uh, let me just say first and foremost that I recently cut the cord on cable, and so I watched Raw and SmackDown on Hulu this week, and I got to say that Zach Bowman was right the entire time. Watching Raw on Hulu is way preferable, man. It just cuts out all the bullshit. After I watched it, I read through everything that happened on the show, and if you only watch the Hulu version, you had no idea that the poker bullshit with JBL was even happening. And thank God that I didn't have to, that I didn't waste any of my time trying to watch any of that. Uh, 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 like, apparently, like four segments that culminated in a two minute match between Dominic Mysterio and Akira Tozawa. But I digress. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks about having Alexa Bliss win is that uh, it kind of takes any, kind of takes the piss out of the Alexa, the eventual Alexa Bliss Bailey match. It looks like we're going to get Bailey versus Bianca Belair again, and if that's the case, then Bailey should win. And if Bailey doesn't win, then she's got to go away for another year. I don't think we get that. I think we get Alexa versus Bianca Belair, and if not, if we don't get the the heel turn that a lot of people are looking for where now Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is now bringing Alexa in. I still think Bianca wins. And then at a later point, Alexa falls into or cross paths with Bray at some point. Bray is coming for Alexa. It's just when and where. Zach, what do you think? Uh, first of all, congrats to Bianca Belair. She won a bodybuilding competition. Like she placed in like multiple spots. She won She won like number one and then like number two and like some other aspect of it. So um, super impressive considering all the She's other shit Lex that she does. always pretended he was. Stop, stop. A black woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Lex was running around wanting to be a black woman in the 80s. Yeah. No, it's um, like Lex Luger, not Alexa. Yeah, like we said. Okay, all right. <laughs> Joke still stands. All right. He showed up on that first Nitro, but Jackie Robinson. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I think we're going to get, uh, in my head, I feel like the way they're kind of building things, I think we're going to get Rhea Bianca at WrestleMania. They're building Rhea up to be like a big superstar while keeping her out of the title picture. And I think she's going to get um, her kind of crowning achievement there. And um, Bianca's had it for a long time. Uh, so that's where that's where I'm, I'm thinking with, with them. And uh, I feel like Alexa's just going to be slotted in with Bray again. I don't know how she feels about that. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really care. It's not like I'm, you know, Alexa's like good at what she does. Um, she's not like a super great wrestler, uh, but she's a good character. And like her superpowers being like super hot. Um, but she does a, a fine job in the ring. Um, I do think that Bailey is maybe like, you know, I think it's fine for her to just be around and be annoying. Um, I don't think she needs the title. The other gals have titles, you and, and Dakota, but 
you know, if you want to put one on her to be like this annoying heel faction that has a bunch of, of championships, like I think that could be good. Bailey's fantastic, but uh, you know, overall, uh, I read the recap of like the Raw, and it did not sound appealing to me. Like two women, three ways, the JBL thing. Um, I'm I'm just kind of glad I skipped this show. Uh, the, let me correct Jason for a second. Uh, or correct Zach for a second. Um, Dusty Rhodes was Jackie Robinson. Lex Luger was Josh Gibson. Uh, the other thing I was going to say <laughs> was, uh, you know, I watched Bailey on Raw this week, the last couple weeks actually, and Bailey might actually be underrated as a heel like maybe it's because i kind of skipped past a lot of stuff on main roster and i skipped past a lot of stuff during the vince era and because it got so so, good it got so bad for a while but bailey is a really effective she's like she seems like a natural heel actually like she seems really comfortable with it uh jason um, I don't remember who was given the uh, the props about uh, Becky Lynch. Actually, was given the in the opening segment of Raw on Monday night. She was given Bailey props about how and her and Sasha carried the WWE Women's Division through the Thunderdome, and they really did. If you want to really go back and look through that. It was Bailey and Sasha in some form or fashion. They were the tag team champions at some point, and either or held the women's championship at one time or another. They carried that division through the pandemic. And a lot of people don't want to remember that. And I know you don't like to even talk about it because it was just a bad time, no fans and all that other good shit. It really sucked. No, look, as we get further and further away from it, I would start to agree with you. It's a bad moment in time, but, you know, they did what they had to do. None of the performers' fault. No, no, no. It was just... I mean, but the real heroics, yes, Bailey and Becky Lynch carried the women's division through the pandemic. Uh, Drew McIntyre carried the men's top of the car through the pandemic Agreed. but really like the real hero of the whole thing is banned from ringside for podcasting through <laughs> the entire pandemic we didn't miss a fucking week you are crazy boy i, would, I, would, I was gonna say I, would, I wasn't gonna pat us on the back for that shit we just you know we did what we wanted no to do. hazard pay no hazard pay Man, nothing <laughs> i nothing don't, don't fucking uh Piggyback with on with that. We're shit. here for you guys, right? The listener. Um, Usos obviously retained over Riddle and the oh, well, the uh, scheduled opponent was Elias, but the Usos and one Solo Sokoa jumped Elias backstage before the show. Obviously, if you watched Raw, you saw that. Um, just a couple things from this match. Number one, obviously, the Usos retaining, continuing on. They'll be marching into SmackDown to face one um, Sheamus. And now Butch, apparently Drew McIntyre caught injury, apparently between last week and this week. So he's going to miss the the title match on SmackDown. You'll have Butch and Sheamus versus the Usos. First thought about that. Second thought I wanted to to just throw out there is the KO thought and – we talked about it last week with the smack that was not really registered to uh, Roman. I wouldn't say registered, but just it wasn't planned to Roman Reigns. Obviously, there was words backstage. We talked about that last week. This week, it feels like 
if we're going to still do Roman versus KO at the Royal Rumble, it's still on track because even though they lost on Raw, KO cleared the ring with the chairs, so there's still a KO presence moving forward to next week. My gut says Roman versus KO. I'm hoping that's the case because I think they just Rumble? got – I think that would be the main event. There's no reason for me to think otherwise, especially now with the end of that um, the title match to open up Raw. But moving forward more and more, I think sooner or later we're just going to get the announcement that that's the match for the Royal Rumble on the men's side. I think we actually get uh, no title match at the Rumble because of the Rumble. But uh, – the Elimination Chamber is in Montreal, and I feel like KO and Roman in Montreal is the place. Unless you fast-forward the I mean, same thing. something's going to happen in Montreal. I think it's going to have more to do. I mean, even if it's KO, Roman in Montreal, that might be where Sammy splits off from the bloodline. That might be where, I mean, I, I you know what? The truth is that they don't even know yet. Yes, Jason. If I if I can make a suggestion to the class, if there is a time to break up the two titles, the elimination chamber feels like a good time to do it. Yes, there there are it's it's honestly there are so many different roads they can go. For sure. Um, how's this for a segue? Uh, speaking of Bray. <laughs> because we weren't. Um, I don't want to pat. I don't want to pat all three of us on the back. But doesn't I, it you se- can pat me on the back. I need a little uh, self affirmation. Doesn't it seem like all three of us were? You know, we're we're all Bray Wyatt fans. And by the way, uh, Bray Wyatt's real name is Wyndham Rotunda, and we'd like to throw uh, some T's and P's. Out to Barry Wyndham, who apparently had a heart attack the other day. So hope, hopefully he's doing good. Um, but Mike Rotunda has a uh, GoFundMe if um, you want to throw a couple bucks uh, out there. And you can also uh, become a member of Cauliflower Alley Club. And um, the proceeds of that, uh, your dues for Cauliflower Alley go towards um, like folks like Wyndham or Barry Wyndham who have uh, given their bodies to our entertainment, so, you know, it's a good little way to give back. Yeah, and I'll also say this before I finish my thought on Bray. I understand that I can only hear Zach in my in my right can, in your left can, in your right can, so you can only hear it in one can. I understand that that's a problem, and if that fucks you up while you're taking your dog for a walk or you're driving or you're working and you're listening to us, that's my bad. I don't know how to fix it. Just because I'm not an audio engineer, it's something that happens every once in a while. I'll take the blame. Um, but, I'll take the blame for being late today. <laughs> well, it's not, they don't Since fucking care. They, it's podcast, man. <laughs> they can listen to it whenever the fuck they want to. They I know. Like, I just wanted I, to say that out there. Me. I know. It, it, it affects. Okay. It affects Bo. Okay. It affects Zach. I know. That's why I wanted to say it right now. God damn. Shit. Uh, Follow on uh, J Bell, motherfucker. Weren't, weren't we kind of right? about Bray Wyatt, though? Or have I, they just kind of, did they realize that it was too much too soon? Like, what is going on? Like, he is just basically laying low. He's not a big part, and maybe this is smart. Like, I'm kind of glad that he's not, but they're taking it slow with him. They're not hitting us over the head with three segments of show with him where he's just cutting these backstage promos, and he's still pretty much focused on L.A. Knight. And I got to say, 
I'm a fan of it. And uh, us three were right. Uh, Zach, do you want to uh, do you want to pat me on the back? Uh, sure thing. I'd actually uh, prefer to uh, pat your ass while I suck your dick about this. Um, metaphorically, metaphorically. Ah, man, no. Um, but uh, that boy's good. <laughs> good and terrible. We knew it would be good until. And then, I don't know, it's just also kind of weird. It's like, I mean, I like the guy, but you're going to have his first feud, the L.A. Knight. And they were both good. Like, whenever they had the thing with L.A. Knight, and he confronted him, and then he slapped him in the face, and he slapped him again. That was like a good segment, but is this kinda is this what like we're they, doing? Kind of seems like they pumped the brakes on the whole thing. Yeah. I, no, I'm... I still think it actually ends up happening as a match, but I think it's it's a slow roll. I no, really- it'll happen as a match, no doubt. But they brought Bray Wyatt out at the end of that pay-per-view. I can't remember what pay-per-view it was. I'm sorry. But they brought him out the at the end of the pay-per-view. That's when Bray Wyatt reintroduced himself to the oh. Yeah, the mystique. Everything about Bray Wyatt was so much more hot and interesting before he even showed his face. And now he's just somebody that's on TV, and it doesn't seem like it matters at all. I actually read a pretty interesting theory about how Uncle Howdy's voice uh, sounds like Randy Orton's. Like, if you slow it down to a certain spot where it could be Randy Orton. So, here's hoping that we get another uh, House of Horrors match or whatever it was called. damn. I mean, I wish I I had this much time in my hands. I like like, uh, maggots. Projected on my canvas. Uh, yeah, on the canvas. That's what. I, that's what I'm into. Those are my favorite types of matches. Maggot matches. Okay. See. <laughs> see. This, you don't this, like maggot matches? No. As as a matter of fact, no, I don't. As a and I'm probably sure if you wanted to go back in the archives and look at one of the first one or two beef awards because that was one of the first one or two years together. That was probably a match, a worst match of the year candidate. I guarantee Boogie, it. Boogeyman would like a word. Seven <laughs> <laughs> mile is your fucking fire. Um, outside of that, I don't really think there's any much else to talk about. Cross Not, is going after uh, yeah. Ray Mysterio. Uh, we don't have to belabor the point. We can. I mean, JBL, it, JBL, JBL. Yeah. Uh, OC beats Alpha. Uh, Alpha. That, okay, there you go. Uh, that was the second match that came out with the uh, the JBL. What's well, on Hulu? I'm sure it was fun. <laughs> Uh, it was OC versus Alpha Academy yeah, and Barry Corbin. Oh yeah, too bad I missed that one. But it was a fucking burner. I'll say he retired five star classic. Huh? Say, somebody should they should talk about that a little more. That was the one thing. Yeah, I they, ne- they never, never bring, bring it up. up ever. They should talk about that. Hey, more. you know whose Hall of Fame there are? You know whose career they're celebrating this week on SmackDown? Kurt Angle. Angle. Oh yeah, intelligence, integrity, and intensity. The three eyes. He beat Rock. I lost my goddamn mind. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? Nah, he fucking rules. Yeah, he's. Uh, all over. right, let's let's keep it moving. Let's get to that two count. One, two, three. Two beer. What's the two count? Two count. We can go into AW. Uh, we start out uh, Wednesday with the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, and I don't want to talk about Rampage because. I don't think anybody watched it because why would you? There, there wasn't shit going on on it. You, you watched that QT Marshall main event. You're welcome, by the way. 
QT Marshall's got I'm, he's got to have some juice on somebody, right? Like he's got. I mean, he's got to have pictures. I love the of guy. Like Tony Khan at, on Epstein's Island or something. Like he's no. got to have something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, it's not even a joke. QT Marshall is a good worker. Period. He's great. In, no, he's, he's in, actually, in the ring. He's a good worker. Okay. I'm not even talking about the gimmick of Q, or QT Marshall. I'm just talking about the guy that we see in the ring. That guy, he is a talent. The gimmick, you can talk about that all you want to. Run it down. I don't give a rat's ass. But in the ring. Yeah, nobody, nobody cares is yeah, the thing. In the ring, I think he is a valued piece for AEW. Yeah, and, is, and even more valuable because he's a teacher. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying. And especially I'm not going to talk about lost, Rampage. Uh, especially when you lost Re- William Regal, you need guys like that to be around. Yeah, I mean, QT's literally a vice president what? at what? AW. Did I just put... <laughs> Did I make a joke that I missed, literally? I mean, you're like, ah, William Regal left, but you guys got... You, you know, next man up, QT Marshall. <laughs> like, Marshall was William Regal. Yeah, I know, but William Regal's yeah. like, uh, he's a fucking 45-year veteran. He was in. He was in those matches, Sunshine, and he was getting his ass kicked, Sunshine. I understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying that on on that same aspect, when you have somebody that has the literal factory behind them, and it's the Nightmare Factory or whatever you want to call it, it's a school, and they talk about it on you know AEW programming. Then yeah, you got to give QT Marshall a little credit. That's all I'm saying. I, if QT Marshall is in the Fight Forever video game, I will main him. I will play him every every match. That's right. Uh, I'm a fan, but nobody gives a shit. I mean, what the fuck is William Regal? I mean, he's just getting replaced. Next man up, bring in QT Marshall. Now hey, he, man, look, now, hey, hey, he wanted to jump. If if you want to dip, you dip. They should have QT Marshall be MJF's manager now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please no. Right, you just work with the the factory over here. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Zach. Here. All right, so we had the dynamite diamond battle royale, and you know, long story short, um, quite a, it was fine for a TV battle royal. I'm not going to belabor anything. Um, we, we can keep it uh, keep it going, but it was pretty fun. Uh, I enjoyed the match. Last two were Ricky Starks and Ethan Page. And Ricky Starks ends up being the winner. And before they can even give him his flowers, MJF music hits and he comes down, cuts a promo on him, calls him Pebble, uh, which is just like a smaller version of The Rock. Uh, pretty good. But then Ricky Starks snatches the microphone and cuts the promo of his life. And oh by golly, um, did he do a phenomenal job building this up because he had already won the tournament to get a title shot. And now he won this battle Royal to get a shot at the dynamite ring. But I guess they're tying them together now. And they're just going to be one match together on dynamite next week. Um, but that's a little confusing to me. Um, I need to look into it, but if it was me, I would not have necessarily tied those things together I think it would have been better if uh, Ricky Starks beat MJF for the ring because Ricky Starks is like so hot right now and MJF can definitely 
absorb a loss from Ricky Starks, but then maybe they wrestle again and he doesn't beat him for the title, right? Um, but if it's for the same thing and MJF keeps everything and he just beats him, then it's a little less. But uh, the real story here is Ricky Starks is very over. Also, this is his hometown. He talked about being homeless and living in his car in said town. And this just w- went over so well. Um, I'm not going to you know, run through everything, but uh, there were a ton of insider terms. But kind of in a good way, uh, not not in the way that uh, uh, Eddie Kingston wouldn't like. It was in a way that Eddie Kingston actually does in his promos, where he brings up inside shit, like he brought up bullshit. He brought up the unprofessional bullshit that MJF did, like no showing autograph sessions and uh, brown nosing and all these things. And um, you know, I think even if you didn't know all the history with that and with MJF and, and everything else, I think that this still would have come across very, very well for a casual television viewer. I think they would have been into this and I'm very excited for this match. And I do not expect Ricky to win, but it, it's, I'm looking forward to it. There's there very few guys that can, stand up to the flame since I'm looking at it of MJF, um, especially on the mic. You know, it, it takes a a a guy that can do that shit. And I knew that Ricky Starks could talk. But when he he just literally bumped MJF and then snatched the mic, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. And he just, he said everything that MJF has already been accused of, but he just said it in a, a more of a babyface, passionate way to where now, if you weren't on board with Ricky Starks, you probably could be on board right now. If you hate MJF and you didn't know who Ricky Starks was, you can kind of like Ricky Starks a little more. It was really good. MJF does does what he does. He ran down NWA. That was the one thing I was just like, damn, man. And, you know, Rick, Billy Corgan ain't even around. You just run his ass down. That's just fucked up. So MJF does what he does. But Ricky Starks picked up on that. He did the where were you to you ran run down everything else. But then he brought up with, like, cheap heat, you know, all this other nonsense where now – you really feel like Ricky Starks is a true underdog in this match. He's going to lose. We are going to know that. But I think the seeds are planted to where now a long-term babyface run is available here for you to where now Ricky Starks could lose here, but he can win down the line a year from now, two years from now, whatever the case may be. Building this fan base for Ricky Starks as a baby face is good for him for the long term. We've seen him do the heel. We can, we've already got that in that back pocket. We can come back to that for now. He needs to be a baby face. And this promo, not saying this promo of the year, but man, (laughs) there's very few people that can stand in the heat of MJF and Ricky Starks walk through that fucking crucible with no problem it was beautiful to watch if he just slowed it down a little bit that's my only problem with it because i speak fast too and he kind of stumbled a little bit i get you ricky i get you just dial it down a tick 
he hit it out of the park. It's a home run regardless. All right. Not, not, I'm not throwing up my hand to tell you shut up or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a star. He's a star. He's a star. He's, he's a, a big, big bright, bright, shining, shining star. star. And I've been saying that about Ricky Starks for a while. Ricky Starks is uh, hes very talented in the ring, and it just seemed like he, you know, much like Dirk Diggler's big-ass 13-inch dick, it just seemed like he was ready to bust out of those jeans at any time. And, boy, did he bust out of those jeans the other night because that was a promo that put him on the map, and that will be a promo that re- that is remembered as putting him on the map because now, depending on who you are, some people no there there are some people that watched him in NWA okay, well, on YouTube uh, okay, but way more people watch him on TBS agreed, than agreed, watch him on agreed agreed. Okay, That's so what I'm saying. I mean, I watched what, NWA what Power. Saying? It was good, but it wasn't it wasn't that like no, that his promos in NWA Power were good, put, but that he, was transcendent. He put himself on the map. No, you could see those seeds in NWA Power. He put himself on the map. All right. I never AEW. watched him in NWA Power, and I knew I that he was a star. And I called it a long time ago. I'm not saying that I called it before anybody no, else or anything. No, I'm just no, saying. Not, you, no, we're not giving patent themselves he, on he the looked, he, looked awesome, he looked awesome the other night. I watched the promo twice now because – my wife was in my fucking ear during the first time, and she was like, "Go freak out the laundry," and I'm like, "Okay, just let me finish the fucking Ricky Starks promo." Like, he's fucking up this here owning MJF. This man is getting ready to be a star. You're fucking it up, woman. Um, MJF is the perfect foil for him in in this instance. Uh, you know, Zach said that it was full of insider terms. I'm kind of like cheap heat. I'm I'm kind of well. Well, cheap heat, yeah. Okay, that's an I should say it, insider information rather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like okay, it, yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't get my. It didn't get my bristles up. I wasn't like, oh man, this is too insidery, or this is too backstage, or this is too shoot. It didn't seem like a work shoot. It just seemed like an actual work where he was like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to make fun of the crowd. You're going to make fun of the city. And then he made fun of his Ryan outfit. Piper. He made he made fun of his outfit, yeah. you know, which is MJF calling him Pebble or whatever and calling him a Rudy Pooh candy ass. That shit is so weak to me. No. I, I, th- that, 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 I think that's oh, open season. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. That shit is so weak to me because it's 2022 and everybody is jocking somebody else's shit. They're just doing it on their own terms. Or like wrestling has been around long enough. Did you say jocking somebody else's shit? Yeah. Wow. Why? Why? <laughs> Everybody's jocking somebody else's shit. Everybody's trying to fucking. Everybody's imitating. Everybody's imitating somebody that came before them. Hey, giggle twins. Hey. Eyes on the prize, okay? <laughs> fucking giggle twins over here. Everybody is copying somebody that they've always respected or always liked. That's the way it goes. Calling that's what him wrestling pe- is. That's what, that's what everything is. That's what acting is. That's what comedy is. That's what wrestling is. That's what music is. The Rolling Stones played. In this played, case, we're talking about Sto- wrestling. But yeah, but okay. the Rolling Stones were ripping off Chuck Berry. Listen, motherfucker. I gave you fucking time to talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, cl- I'll cut the mic. God damn. Please. Anyway, that's all I had to say. You just fucking took all the piss out of it, man. I had a lot to say about that. 
Anyway, Zach, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up when you brought him over here. You know that, right? I just want I want to say that you fucked up. No, it's not. It's not boastful. <laughs> you know, it's your fault. Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. John Moxley cut a promo on Adam Page backstage. Would have liked to have seen Adam Page on the show, but uh, that is what it is. And um, this is what is happening. So not much to say. Moxley's great. Uh, cut a great promo. Um, nothing really to say. Like No big surprises here. Then we had a TNT Championship match, Samoa Joe versus Darby Allin. And, um, you know, if you're into, like, snuff films, um, or like that that ball busting porn where like the the chick just like stomps on your balls. You probably like this match a lot because dude, Samoa Joe killed Darby Allen over and over and over again. And then Darby Allen got up after he beat him and he started fighting him. And then Samoa Joe just killed him again. <laughs> you need to sit down. No, Dude, go ahead, Tubir. I'm sorry. He, he did a he did a dive to the outside, and Samoa Joe like stepped aside and he just landed and missed the pads with the concrete and the guardrail. And then Samoa Joe pulls the shit up and he does a power slam onto the concrete. He's just just beating the shit out of him over and over. And I even saw the feed where it was like the the no commercial feed. He just kept beating the shit out of him. And after it's all said and done, he does a muscle buster onto the trucks of a skateboard. It's flipped upside down. And dude, this was an absolute nightmare. It was a good match, but it was just, oh, like, the- Darby <laughs> Allen is not long for this world. I was about to say, this should be the, the Bill Vagy uh, match of the week. Um, yeah, without question. I was going to say, it might be my favorite Darby <laughs> Allen match. <laughs> God bless him. I, I mean, he got. Listen, we got some. Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe again. Yes. And it looked a little hit and miss whether we were ever going to see it again. And Samoa Joe as a fucking monster heel badass. That That is the, Samoa, the, Samoa, that's the Joe. Samoa Joe that you want to see. So, yep. thank you. Tony Khan for all everything that you do wrong and everything that people give you everybody trouble does for. Everything wrong. I mean, shit, with, nobody's I, no, perfect. I'm poker. saying nobody's having, perfect having poker. Samoa Joe back as Samoa Joe is a real treat. Without question, uh, that was the one thing I said. It was a backstage vignette, and when Samoa Joe came up and he said whatever he said, I was just like, man, that's the dude you really don't want to see. If you owed somebody some money and Samoa Joe came up and was like, you owe me, you owe my boy some money, shit, you better give him the wallet, take my shoes, whatever, the what fuck you want. Just get the fuck away from me. He's the Samoa- only guy He's the only guy I've ever said on this podcast, Samoa Joe, don't come find me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, I, I love this match. I thought they beat the shit out of each other. I thought, I thought that Darby Allen played his role perfectly as a – a little guy that will not stop no matter what until Samoa Joe puts you down on the trucks of your fucking skateboard. It was badass. It, I, when he flipped it over, I mean, he kind of played with that skateboard for a little, a little bit, bit before like, okay, before he flipped right it over here? and had the trucks facing up. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Muscle buster <laughs> on the trucks. Yeah, yeah fuck. Yeah. Um, I always make sure to keep 
an extra McDouble in my back pocket just in case Mojo does come find me. Oh, and I can just throw it to the side. Just throw it to the side. Stop. No, he's got new music, man. He's got new music. You think it should be an Arch Deluxe? <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Here we Zach, go. Zach might be a little too young for this, but do you remember? I mean, I know that Jason remembers it, and I know that Bo the remembers fuck, it. Man? But Fernando, Fernando Valenzuela, who was the pitcher for the Dodgers back in, like, 86, and he was kind of like a fat. He was like a fat right. Mexican, okay. and my dad used to always tell me funny stuff about these baseball players he used to watch. Like he, he always said Steve Balboni on the Royals was Steve Baloney Balboni, and he always used to go, "That's mom's boyfriend." Stop! And, yeah, he always, oh my God. <laughs> he always said that Steve Baloney Balboni, mom's boyfriend, oh, and he no. always said that uh, Fernando Valenzuela. Now I don't want you to think less of my dad, Joe Vegi. But he always used to say that that. Fernando Valenzuela pitched with a taco in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, just in case I got hungry, hang on, man. I remember what I was going to say about Ricky Starks. I got it. I remember what I was going to say about Ricky Starks. (laughs) The Pebble stuff is pretty weak, but Ricky Starks making fun of MJF's clothing and what he does when he goes out there. And Ricky Starks also seemed just a little, like, just nervous enough to where. It made him like a super baby face. And I know that you guys were talking about, like, my first thought was, man, put the belt on this guy. Like, he would be hot as fuck. Obviously, MJF MJF obviously just got it. But really, that would do more. That would be detrimental to Ricky Starks. Like, you got to let him. I wouldn't be surprised if he won the diamond, the dynamite diamond somehow and lost the belt somehow. I, that, I, I get that what was, you're saying. Okay, that's my that's the biggest point with this whole thing. Okay, this is a battle royal to set up a contender for the champion. Now, all of a sudden, like as people are coming into the no, ring, it's for the ring. It's for the ring. No, it was almost it, just like a reinforcement. It's always, it's always been the for the ring. No, guys. No, no, it's guys, for the belt, guys. Ricky Starks has... The Battle Royal was not for the belt. No, the Battle Royal was not. No, I get it. It's for the diamond ring. I'm just saying, Ricky Starks probably shouldn't even been in it because he has a title match in two weeks. You could have did all of this, got somebody else to win this Battle Royal. I don't care who you pick. Pick the guy you want. And then you got three guys set up for... MJF at certain points. Well, they just would have been better off not bringing up the ring ever again until after MJF. No, you you can bring it up. Just don't tie it up to the title. We we don't have to fantasy book this shit. What what was next? Uh, I feel you, Jason. There's a variety of ways, and it, this doesn't up, seem up, to up, be up, the up, way. Up, up, up. Okay, just uh, pound, pound. All right, keep it moving. Uh, the only reason I'm going to bring up this backstage segment is Kip Sabian says that Orange Cassidy is going to wrestle someone of his choosing. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because the Rampage spoilers are, are out, you know, just like they are. And that person is Trent Seven, who I really like, and who will probably do nothing of note <laughs> because there's so much shit going on. But Trent Seven's like a QT Marshall. He has like a wrestling school. I think he's probably there more as like a producer, coach, uh, type dude, super talented, but uh, he did lose to Orange Cassidy in the Rampage tapings. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, like you were watching Rampage anyway. Um, so, 
You never Although know. I actually you am, never know. I actually, never know. I actually am gonna I am gonna watch it tomorrow because uh, we have John Moxley. <laughs> we have John Moxley facing Takeshita, which dude, that's gonna be awesome. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. So I, I will watch it for sure. Um anyway. Quick question. Uh, are, yeah. Uh, are we running this back again? This feels like we've done this before. Or am I wrong? What? I was going to say, it feels like Takeshita only fights John Moxley on Rampage. I thought. No, we... like, I mean, Takeshita, he's wrestled a bunch of dudes, but he has wrestled Moxley before. Okay. Um, and Takeshita has only beat one person in AEW ever. I feel like they need to have Takeshita start winning matches because he's a, a fucking superstar. It was. Uh, Negative one. It was one. like somebody. It was somebody like that. Yes, uh, but he's only won one match. <laughs> <laughs> it was a negative one. No, we can eliminate him off the list. I tell you what, if you're if you're out there and your name's Kip, come find me. <laughs> <laughs> you say I can whoop your ass <laughs> without question. <laughs> I know one guy named Kip. Two P's. I won't tell you what the second P's for. Pussy. Uh, what was next, Zach? Uh, let's see what was next. <laughs> um, we had the tag team match. Uh, Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager versus Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. And this, uh, you know, this was good. But the main thing is that it's setting up uh, because we still have Blackpool Combat Club versus uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. And we have a pay-per-view this weekend with ROH Final Battle with Claudio and Jericho. And if Claudio loses, he has to be a member of the Jericho Appreciation Society, um, which is always a weird step because why would you want somebody in your faction that doesn't want to be there? And I don't know. It's like a weird, yeah, it's a weird wrestling thing. But uh, this match was fun. And then Claudio got the big win over um, Jake Hager, which just kind of reinforces to me that he is going to lose to Jericho and then end up being in the Jericho Appreciation Society. But, uh, yeah, um, outside of that, afterwards, they did the thing with Regal. Um, so we have, like, a time-traveling promo, like, in case of my death, please air this promo. And I don't know. I'm not going to spend any time on, like, discussing this, except to say that it's fucking stupid. And uh, we all know Regal, where he's going. Regal's going back to WWE. He's not going to be on TV. Uh, but... I just don't understand, like, they knew this for a long time. I don't know why they built so much story around Regal when he's leaving. Um, just have him go away. It's fine. Um, instead, like, they've convoluted this very high-profile story, and I'm, I'm just not into it. So I that's am, all I'll say. I mean, I am shaking my head at you, Zach. Just really shaking my head. Because you're exactly right. <laughs> I'm like, what what are they doing with Regal? It seems like three weeks in a row they've sent him away. It's like, okay, what was that promo? Also, it seemed like he was on mushrooms while he was doing it. Like, what was he doing? Like, don't because he was time traveling. I, 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 I don't like. I I listen. Shit, I, I listen to a, I listen to a couple podcasts this week. I was on wrestling Twitter to my own detriment, but. What nobody seems to say is that, oh, yeah, he's real good friends with Triple H. His kid's over there. He probably just wants to go hang out with his kid. And uh, That's what Tony Khan said, actually. There was a media call with uh, for the ROH 
Oh, okay. Before the the pay per views, they do they do media calls. Somebody asked Tony. Tony Khan said that uh, Tony Khan's mother had two strokes, and then they did a, yeah. uh, a a heart surgery because that was where they thought the strokes came from. So he was like there with his family, uh, and he got the call from Mega, who said that William Regal approached him about getting out of his contract and then not picking up the option. And so then he met with him once he got back and Regal just told him that his son is at NXT. He wants to be there to, to help his son. And uh, Tony Khan let him out on the condition that he's not on TV. He's like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I don't want to hold you here against your will, but I don't want you on TV. So that's the, that's the score. It's, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know if it's good business, but it's good ethics. Like, you know, let the guy do whatever he wants to do. No, like he, and, and maybe, maybe that was a, like, hey, will you cut this promo and make it seem like it was two weeks ago? I don't know. It's fine. No, like, it's, whatever. I think that's but, what it was. But, yeah. like, but like, we, we spent so much time on fucking William Regal, and I love William Regal. Why is he getting all this airtime about. I guess they, because they're called the Blackpool Combat Club? Okay. No, I don't even. It's, it's, that is like the 15th thing we're talking about at this point. Honestly, I think TK is trying to do right by William Regal. You want to go, you can go. Fine. No problem. I think the convoluted problem with this is they're trying to just make it look like he's a good guy on the way out. You can just keep it as storyline purposes. We're not idiots, okay? Everybody's grown. He wants to go back to WWE, and that's okay for storyline purposes. Storyline purposes. I'm sorry, kayfabe style. Storyline purposes. We MJF knocked him out, and that's cool too. Yeah. That just gives MJF the well, heat. I saw people you, on I saw people on Twitter being like, "Why wasn't he wearing a neck brace during that promo?" It's like on, that's because on, the guys. promo was supposed to be cut like three Two weeks, weeks ago. ago. All right, it's fine. Whatever. And and that just made it more convoluted. I agree with you for the most part, Bill. It, a lot of this is I like is that. on the point where you're good to go. The only thing that I think we disagree with is the fact that. William Regal wants to leave, and if he wants to leave, so be it. But you don't have to have th- this little segment in for William Regal to I mean, you know what, explain his way out. Also, you know, you guys, you, you guys got this right. Also, I'm gonna go ahead and go with WWE. If Tony, Con- to if thing. Tony Khan says, you know, my stipulation is he stay off TV. William Regal seems like he's Pretty the type easy. of guy that's a man of his word, you know? And so, okay. So that'll for w- be it. For WWE, a year for William Regal off TV is very easy. There's enough talent out there. William Regal doesn't have to be seen for two years if he didn't want to do that. All right. What's next? Well, what was next? Uh, let's see. Uh, a bunch of bullshit. We had, uh, we had G- Jimmy Hader. Um she was fine. Uh, I'm not going to get into it too much. Uh, we're going to have a match on Rampage between Sheeta and the Bunny. I didn't look the spoilers to see who won. I'm going to guess Sheeta. Um, probably Sheeta versus Hater. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Come on over here. Come on. I will put your face in this fire. I swear to God. Jason, come find me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a really funny thing to say sitting right across from someone. Yeah, literally right here. All right. Uh, I don't know. Nothing really to say about that. Uh, I have even less to say about uh, the um, death match uh, or death spot trios match. We got uh, Jade Cargill and the baddies versus uh, Keir Hogan, Madison Rain, and Sky Blue. Um, nobody gives a shit. We're moving on. I'm not wasting any time with this. Um, Shivani backstage with Soraya. Um, I don't really care about that either. You guys got anything to say about this? It's going to be an hour, 30 minute podcast. Uh, (laughs) um, No, I agree with you about um, Red Velvet is the only thing about the Jade whole uh, match that we, I won't even talk about. Jade didn't want to tag in. Red Velvet obviously has a problem with it. That's going to happen down the line. Um, Soraya, mystery partner. Okay. This mystery partner needs to, if it's not Sasha Banks, and obviously it's probably not Sasha Banks. If it's not Naomi, it's probably not Naomi. This mystery partner needs to be named fairly quickly. So that way... The AEW fan base and whoever else is trying to be like, oh, Sasha Banks is going to AEW. Okay, sit your narrow ass down. We're going to just we're going to eliminate that immediately. If it's Tony Storm, fine. Then two weeks from now, Tony Storm needs to be announced, and then you build up to that match. If it's Thunder Rosa, same concept. If it's somebody that we have not seen on AEW television, you keep that shit in your pocket. If it's somebody that we have, you need to announce that and be done with it. So that it, way, it's not a Ray Mysterio, oh, we're waiting for Daniel Bryan, and the Ray Mysterio comes out, and it's like, oh. So I, I think that the bloom is off the rose in terms of AEW being the fun place to go and debut and have it be a big fucking deal. Agreed. Like It's just now you guys start thinking you, about this shit. Now you got guys going back to WWE, so it's not really it's not the same thing that it was even six months ago, much less a year or a year and a half ago. I don't think it's Sasha Banks. I know that she recently, you know, per the dirt sheets, she recently filed for a couple patents for her actual name, which is like Mercedes something, which is actually hotter than Vern- Sasha I'm Banks. I'm not even going to try to sound the last name. It starts with a B. So it's a hot name. But look, she's hot, period. Call Mer- Sasha Banks. Call Merce- Mercedes, Mercedes Vernado. Okay, there you go. But uh, I, I don't she think that it's her. It. I mean, the... T- Jesus fuck. I just had to dab my I just had to dab my forehead what? with a handkerchief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, man. Like that what? goes without saying. Did I, okay. Just say you, that she's marketable or something. That's the way pros do it. We're pros. She can still get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's heating up. I'm just Unprofessional saying. Unprofessional bullshit. <laughs> um I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, all right. Okay. Stop, stop, I, stop. I don't have anything else to say. Go ahead. Go, Zach. Tubier, go. Just, just start talking. We had the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Now, <laughs> we've been waiting for FTR to get a title shot while holding I know, I know what you're all these about, belts for a long time. Yes. And then it just kind of came out of nowhere with no build. And they had a good match, uh, but uh, did not come through. Uh, 
you know, acclaimed one, which it's not the right time to take the belts off the acclaimed, but I feel like FTR is just, they've got all these belts, but they, they're not on TV nearly as often. Um, they, they're kind of like languishing, even though they're holding all of these titles because uh, we don't see them as often, but the people want to see them more. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic, but we are going to see them on Saturday. And if Claudio versus Jericho, like, you know, two or three or whatever was not uh, ringing, ringing your bell. Yeah, two for the singles. Uh, it's not ringing your bell here. Uh, maybe FTR versus the Briscoes three in a double dog collar match will, because that's the match that I'm going to be watching for on Saturday. And that's the match that was announced at the end of the show on Wednesday here. So uh, say what you will about the build, say what you will about, you know, whatever, but this was a fun match. This is a book ended with good matches. There was uh some good stuff in the middle, some middling fair stuff in the middle, some not so good stuff in the middle. But um, this is a really excellent episode of AEW Dynamite um, overall. Bookended with great matches, some stuff that happened in the middle. That's kind of pretty typical of our, our good weekly television that we get. AEW has not been awesome lately uh, with their weekly shows, and I feel like uh, this was a, a step in the right direction, and uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's years and years of PTSD from watching Raw and SmackDown when it was just terrible and terrible and terrible. But to me, if there was only one show I could watch every single week, it would be AEW Dynamite. And this Dynamite delivered. Like, even in the places where it dipped a little bit, it's still delivered because it seems a little bit fresher. The matches are always better, no matter what. Just because WWE, even when there's a good match, it's still a WWE-style match. And you really can't point to a style of match at AEW and say, that's an AEW-style match. The acclaimed and FTR, I watched it live, was a super fun match with a fantastic final five or six minutes that was sloppy as fuck. <laughs> like it was not a tightly it it was not a tight match. Like they were probably guys that aren't used to working with each other that often. They probably talked about some things before. That's what I want to do. There were no botches. I'm not saying there were botches, but there was some sloppy stuff. But I thought that the outcome was a no-brainer. I thought it was going to be the acclaimed. And they had me buying into every single FTR near fall. And I thought that the ending with, I think it was Max Caster rolled up Dash. And uh, I think that is probably the right move. I was a big fan of this match. I was completely into it, completely sober. Loved every fucking second of it. What do you think, Jason? Saw the the finish last night. Well, I'm sorry. I saw the the result last night. I was like, okay, well then, fuck it. It's not a big deal. It's you know, I didn't even know about uh, the dog collar match after the fact. First thing I saw was, unfortunately, the the swirl from the main event that they claimed went over. Yeah, no problem with that. The FTR did what I thought. You know, at some point could have happened and either side could have did it 
they they got a little uh, heelish at, at a certain point, but everybody shook it out, hugged it out, whatever, scissored it out. So whatever the case may That's be. That's the only thing I would have changed. I would have not had FTR scissor, do the scissor thing with the acclaimed in the middle. I, I kind of wish they would have just been like, you know what? Zach, what do you think about that? Uh, you got to give the people what they want. This ain't best friends, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, do you have to give the? I mean, giving the people what they want is giving them the acclaimed period. I think maybe I think the acclaimed is the most overact we've seen since like Daniel Bryan in 2010. Dude, they're the they're the hottest act in AEW right now. They're the hottest act in wrestling. They're hotter than they're hotter than the Bloodline right now. Whoa, they are. In Whoa. terms of fan reaction, Whoa. maybe it's because the buildings are smaller, but I I'm did, telling I, you. I would disagree with that. When the Blood- acclaim comes out, is it is electric, dude. Bloodlines first. I would give you acclaim a second, if, and then from that point, you can start breaking it down. And it's not- After that, it's Naito. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, no, what about, I'll give you this. Do the scissoring after the cameras go off. It's already the main event. Um, I'm happy with the scissoring. But, uh, you know, I can see I see your point. Yeah, I mean, if the scissoring went on after the cameras were off, that'd be one thing. Because that's not canon anymore. You know what I mean? For sure. And I think like that... If it's on, if it's on TV, it's yeah, canon. And I think that... After that, who gives a fuck? Well, it's, it's two baby faces, you know, everybody's hugging it out, so be it. But we grew up post the curtain call. Like, this shit's old news to us, you know? I know, but... I still think there's something to be said about the fact that FTR turned it a little heelish. Did you like the match? I did like the match. I liked the match a lot. Um, the roll-up, like you said, it protects FTR in that scenario. The only thing I didn't like is where you have, you know, the the gun club, whatever you want to call them right now, post, you know, Billy Gunn. Announcing the the ass boys announcing the fact that uh, it was a little weird. The Briscoes are going to challenge FTR in a double double dog collar double dog collar match, which there have been some before. Okay, then here's my. I guess is this is this FTR Briscoes three, three this year? Yes, this year in twenty twenty two, right? There are, okay. I mean, yep. dude, you got so you let got me ask, the fucking let me ask a, you don't have to ask, do it. Let me ask a question to Zach now, okay? So Zach, <laughs> from all, FTR blood FTR is clearly the tag team of the year for the like, beef, for the Beaver, yeah, for the Beavers. All of us are going to vote for them number one, right? There's yes. nothing that could happen, right? Nothing, now, right? Nothing. Do you give number two to the Usos, Aussie Open, or, wait, who was I just talking about? The Briscoes. The Briscoes. The Briscoes. If the Briscoes and FTR, what are they going to do on Saturday? Are they going to give you anything? Are they going to give you anything less than the 4.75 match? Definitely not. Probably not. Like a four would be as low as they can go because they're geniuses. Shit, four is just walking in the door at this point. Yeah, I know, because they're fucking geniuses. If you're going to ask me whether it's the Briscoes or the Usos for number two as tag team of the year, I'm going to tell you you the 
stone cold lead pipe lock of the truth and I'll just tell you that I I'm like he's really I'll just tell you I'll tell you the God's honest truth I can't tell him apart <laughs> I can tell Mark and Jay apart. Okay, come on, guys. Oh, how's the black guy? Note. How's the black guy get the funniest able joke. to tell all of the brothers apart? Come on, guys. He really had me going there. You motherfuckers. He really, had, he really had me going there. That was he really was good. He, he, he almost, if, if you did, if you said something, he might have jumped off this. Put that on TikTok. Um. No, I'll say it. Anyway, Look. I'm glad the acclaimed went over. I was rooting for them. I have been. I'm a convert. I tell you guys when I'm wrong. I tell you guys when I was not right. I was wrong about that the acclaimed. You being wrong. He went to a scissoring conversion therapy. <laughs> I mean, maybe that week off. Maybe they're just terrible them, heels. Turned him around. It's possible they're terrible heels and just incredible baby faces. That could easily be happening. And there's guys that can do. There's not every not every person could do heel and face. You know who was over. Well. You know who was over was Enzo Amore and Big Cass, and they're more over than they were. Oh yeah, without question. No, but the the intro, Enzo Amore, the Enzo Amore Big Cass intro. Oh, yeah, everybody saw it. Everybody saw it, and people like saying. And, okay, so that's why I'm saying for you, and you can't teach that. Okay. You're going it's, to t- it was a cool phrase. Okay, so you're going to tell me <laughs> it's a that, cool catchphrase. So you're going to tell me now that the the Usos, the bloodline, when everybody just stops, that's not as big as even bigger uh, than I what mean, we've already talked about. It's just, it's just. I guess it's just your preference. Like, do you like the wrestling of it all, or do you like the pro wrestling of it all? You know what I mean. Like, do you I'm like a the- night out guy? I like the pro wrestling of it all. <laughs> right. So you'd say the Usos, but if, you, if you're just a match junkie, which there are match junkies, to me, you would definitely take the Briscoes as number two. Look, I haven't seen a lot of the Briscoes <laughs> matches. Or to me, to me, it's easy. I mean, it's FTR or one, the Lucha Usos two, Fuck. and then from that point, you can or go. The heart, I mean, or I would the, go Aussie the, uh, Open. I would almost go Aussie Open three because I've seen more of their matches, but the Briscoe matches have been better matches. From that point, you can figure it out. From that point, like I said, I'll save to the till I kill over from twenty twenty two, FTR one. At you, Usos too. From that point, figure it out. I feel like we. You know what I do when I, I see like an FTR Briscoes match? We have. I see an FTR Briscoes match, and I the first thing I do, I just I dip my finger in it, and I'll rub some of it on my gums. <laughs> I am <laughs> a junkie. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> That's the real shit. All right, we good. <laughs> Zach is on Pay that fire, man his dude. Money. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for our two count. <laughs> We got to keep it moving, guys. You got cash, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that man, nigga, let's go. All right, so I, I got a hot take for you guys. Oh, and Jesus. I, I think I told you guys that I was going to watch as much World Tag League. Like, I was going to watch every match. Turns out that's, impo- that's impossible. Can't do it. That was good to say. I'm having a hard time doing it. But I watched you got to drive to work now. I watched the last two. I know that's true. I mean, it's exactly right. And I can't take my iPad into the shitter because I'll pass by Cheryl, and Cheryl will be like, 
Oh, there goes Bill with his <laughs> iPad as he walks into the bathroom. It's That's like what he's, he's, getting ready to yeah, do. he's getting ready to take a dump. Hope that guy doesn't jerk off. Right. <laughs> but uh, said again. That's great. But I thought I could watch all of World Tag League. Can't, Can't do it. But I did watch the last two nights. So I've watched today. I watched fifteen matches. 10 World Tag League matches and five Super Junior tag matches. And I'm going to tell you this. Aussie Open is no doubt winning the World Tag League. I think we all knew that. But what's really cool is House of Torture only has two points. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's good shit. No, in, in you, think, you think it's Aussie Open for sure? They're up 14. Yeah, they have the best record right now. They have 14, and there's two teams with 10. I mean, it's basically done. No, I mean, um, I think, I mean, Sonata and Naito are still alive, right? Yeah, they're mathematically they're, they're Aussie opens. Point. They're Aussie opens, opens next opponent. Oh, no, only loss. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. Naito and Sonata, uh, Naito destinoed them into oblivion. <laughs> it was fucking awesome, actually. <laughs> Blue Kevin Kelly's O-ring. Oh, man, Kevin Kelly is. Oh, and Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale had to drop out because uh, death Dad's in the, the family. family for Chase. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, praise up to Chase on that other good shit. I'll tell you who I like is Alex Coughlin and uh, Gabriel Kidd. You you said that last week, and I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I think ultimately, looking long term, I think both guys can be individually – successful if you want to keep them as a tag team that's fine just for the tag team purposes they've had a really a lot of really good matches a lot of guys have been putting them over obviously they haven't you know scored yeah, a, the, a ton of points yeah that but it's over the po- right for them yes um i was gonna say aussie open sco- scoring 14 points is is what i'm kind of tripping off of now let's no that's what i'm saying i'm saying aussie open it they're not gonna lose it's Aussie I, Open. It's going to be Aussie Open versus FTR. I have them at twelve points. You got them at fourteen. Neither here nor there. I'm on Wikipedia. Okay, when the shit. I'll it's go with it's fourteen because there's a there's a buy because they have yeah Chase and um oh right that yeah that's why okay. it's fourteen. So so then from that point this is killer pod. Um, <laughs> no, <it's>, <laughs> just <laughs> hey uh the uh. It's a uh, it's a twelve. No, I think it's a ten. <laughs> I was, look, I'm just going for what I see. We'll, we'll keep points. we'll keep it moving. I'm just saying, uh, right? It's almost over. Aussie Open is going to win in terms of the Super J Cup. I'm going to take. There's four teams tied at the top. You know who I like a lot is El Lindeman. Okay, wait a minute. You just picked Yo and uh, Leo Rush last week. Also, do you know what TMDK means? The mighty don't kneel. That's good. Right. I like them, too. <laughs> they, on that the is super a cool ju- fucking name, man. On the Super Junior side, I will have to give a lot of props to Yo and uh, Leo Rush. They've been the the team that... Oh, I they, just watched them get killed, though. <laughs> of course you did. Um, them I mean, K- and... K-Fape style. K-Fape style. Them and uh, El Lindemann... 
Alexane. I think that they're they're the two teams I didn't uh, think I that think would Ace step Austin up. and Chris Bay are going to win. That's the team I hope is going to win. I All don't right. think they're going to win. All right, uh, Zach. Any thoughts about this? I have not watched a single match. That's in gonna classic. Do, that's gonna do for our three counts. In classic two beer fashion, I'm boycotting all of this shit. Your boy don't give a fuck. All right, so we got about some. We got Jacob. some predictions. Oh, Super Jacob, but, I'm gonna start know. off with the hardest one because I don't want to think about this ever again. Okay. Okay. So in the Iron Survivor match on NXT. You're giving us options at this point? Yeah, you got to go five to one. You got to go five to one. Are you ready? You got Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Keanu James, and Indy Hartwell. I'll go first, okay? Follow the leader, boys and girls. I'll take Keanu James, least. Cora Jade, second least. Indy Hartwell, third. Roxy... And Zoe Stark. Okay, who you got, Jason? The champion is still Mandy Rose, correct? Yeah. All right. Big time. So, we're going to go with, say the names again. Keanu James, Corey James. James, Keanu James, five. Okay. Let's go with uh, Andy Hartwell at four. Okay. Let's go with, oh. Keep it moving, dude. Stop, Corey J, three. Let's go uh, Zoe Stark, two. I'm going to go Roxanne Perez Love it. at number one. That's the new number one contender. There you go. Boom. Who you guys at? Uh, least to most, uh, Keanu James, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez. Okay. See, I under like pressure, it. we can do it. <laughs> All right. So for the men's Iron Survivor match, we oh, have. Damn. Never mind. We got a little, I got a little excited. I apologize. My dog, Carmelo Hayes, JD McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and Axiom. I'll go first here. Good. Again, just because I can see it. Good. I'll let you guys get. I'm going to go Joe Gacy last. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm gonna go Axiom. Fuck him. I'm gonna go Axiom second to last. Okay. Uh. Fuck, man. Any one of these three guys can win it, though. Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, or JD McDonough. I could see all three of them winning it. Winner gets Braun Breaker. Or the winner of Braun Breaker and, and Apollo, Apollo Crews. It could go a lot of different ways here, man. Like, a lot of different ways. I'm going to go... I'm taking Carmelo Hayes to win it. And I'll put... Grayson Waller second. And I'll put J.D. McDonough third. So I have Joe Gacy least. Axiom, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes least to first. All right, I'll, I'll just keep it in the spirit of going next. I'll take Axiom, who I've never heard of. Uh, is least likely to uh, make it. I'll He's go. He's a kid. It's a kid. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I like it. Oh, I like a kid. I, I remember him in the NXT UK. Just you know, he was twenty at the time. Yeah, they tried back. to give him this math 
yeah. gimmick. Just, not, just he's so phenomenal. He's awesome. Yeah, I was about to say, he's not an ugly motherfucker. You should watch the match this year from him and uh, Regal's kid. Did he tap? It's like was it's it, like nine minutes long, but it's well, really fucking Regal's good. Regal's kid tapped him out, right? Yes. Okay, that was the Regal stretch. Really okay, good. Yeah, I did, and I it was eight kids' last match, and they came back as Axiom. Okay. Axiom fifth, Joe Gacy fourth. I'll go. I agree with you with Drake. Uh, Grayson Waller is third. I'm going to. I didn't it. have Grayson Waller. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm going Grayson Waller is third. I'm gonna okay. flip it. Carmelo Hayes. And go Carmelo Hayes at two. I'm gonna go JB JD McDonough at number one. JD McDonough is going to be the number one contender. Yeah, yeah. I I could have gone that way too. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Uh, I actually uh, had it mapped out exactly like Bill. So Gacy, very, com- very compelling. JDM, yeah. Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes. Okay. Yep. So okay, so we'll move on to Pretty Deadly versus the New Day for the NXT Tag Belts. Uh, New Day, you explain this one. Invaded NXT. I think they just want to have some fun. Like, I can't explain it. I don't know why New Day shows up there except to just add a little juice to the pay-per-view. To get people to watch the show. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. It's like, they love the New Day. Okay. Um, this is going to be super fun. This is probably going to be the match of the night. What? Dude, there is no Pretty doubt. Deadly is great, and the New Pretty Day is Deadly so is good. great, and New Day are going to be motivated because they're going to be in a tinier place. They're going to want to, like, rip the roof off the place, man. It's going to be a fun match. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first just because I know the only one. Uh, these guys never come down and win. Pretty Deadly goes over. Um, we are living in – Dolph Ziggler was NXT champion, though, in the year 2022. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, you forgot about your boy Dolph Ziggler. You were getting ready to cha- – you were champagning about Love. for a, a hot minute as the NXT champion. Or campaign. Campaign about um, for a hot minute coming yeah. down from NXT or whatever the case may be. This ain't the same thing. New, Day, the, New Day does not need to be NXT champions unless you nope. just really wanted to have them have the ultimate fucking plaque when they go in as the HOF or WWE tag teams. Okay, they've done it all, and now you've got them as the NXT champions. That makes absolutely I, no sense. I still have no sense. idea who he's picking. It's Prickly Deadly. Okay. Okay, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I, I was nodding with you. I was you like trying to it. follow along. I was like, oh, I was nodding yeah, with you. Uh, saying it. <laughs> just chewing cud. It's like, trying to, it's like trying to follow the pattern of a shirt at Dean Flashes. Hey man, hey man, fuck you! <laughs> I'm talking about me. I'm just fucking with you. All right. I'm thinking fuck pretty you. deadly too. Fuck okay. you! You're All right. cool. All right. uh, we have Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Dude. Or is it Isla Dawn? I don't, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm okay. taking Alba Fire. <laughs> Go. Come on, let's not spend any time on this. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the chick that uh, Isla Dawn. Yeah, I'm taking that chick. I don't even like her, and I know she's going to win this shit. Zach, who you got? I'm going to go Alba Fire. Okay. All right. So, Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews. This has been a very interesting build to this match. Have you seen any of it? It's like all cinematic. Like no, they, I was about to say, you want to talk to this one. We talked about it last week. I like they were 
like they respect each other, like they talk to each we other, like they're friends. Last week was the uh, the diner uh, episode or and, whatever, and this week they were fishing. Okay, see, I'm glad I missed that shit. Zach, have you seen any of this? It's been a pretty interesting build about like two guys that just super respect each other, but they're also going to fight I, for the championship. I did not see this week. Uh, I read about the fishing. Uh, I did like, um, I saw Braun Breaker on TV a couple weeks ago, and he was cutting a promo, and he said, whether it's you or it's like J.D. McDonough, he's like, whether it's you or Apollo Crews, he's like, there you go, Apollo. I said your name on TV. I hope you're happy. Like, just killed me. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> dude, yeah. dude, I got to admit, man, when Ricky Starks, like, looked at MJF, and, like, MJF is, like, proudly Jewish, and he's like, your nose, Uh-oh. and MJF, like, may look like, what the fuck? And he uh-huh. goes, is darker than the rest of your body. And it's like, oh, he's calling him a ass kisser. But, like, right when he goes, your nose, it's like, oh, dude, don't do this. Yeah. yeah. Your baby he's about to go full Kanye. This. This, this ain't baby face shit. Don't do this. Don't do this. Come on, Ricky. Come back never, never go full Kanye. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's music plays. Right. Uh oh. <laughs> Kyrie's coming. It's Kyrie Irving. Oh my God. It's Kyrie Irving. Oh my God. My God. It's Kyrie Irving. All right. So I'll go first here. I'm going to go like, I am so fucking torn here. Like, I can't, like, both these guys should be in the Royal Rumble. They should both be on the main roster. Like, they're both incredible. You know, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I've lost too many times betting against Braun Breaker. I'm going Braun Breaker until he loses. Uh, Jason, he got. Oh, you son of a bitch. Um, I mean, he's, I know, I know, I know. And I'm, I'm just going to stick to my script. It's really good, too. Because J.D. Madonna is the guy that I picked that's going to win the, uh, the Iron Survivor match. I'm going to take the upset here. I'm taking Apollo Crews. I wouldn't even be surprised if he flipped heel to win the title to make this shit happen. Apollo Crews has been there a little too long for him not to win the title. At some time, Braun Breaker's got to come up. It's a good time to do it. We'll run was around the corner. Make it happen, Captain. Uh, Zach? I'm going Braun Breaker for the same reason. It's just like uh, he's been winning. He's gonna keep winning until somebody's ready to take that spot. And Apollo Cruz is great. I, I mean, I don't even know why he's down there really, except to elevate guys. And to elevate him, you, you put him over. So he's putting him over. Okay, here's my quick question: Who's better, Apollo Cruz or Dolph Ziggler? Shut what? up! Shut up! Shut up! You shut up. Zach, this is the question to you. you. You shut up. The the better in-ring talent, Braun Bre- I'm sorry, uh, Dolph Ziggler or Apollo Crews? Uh, all around, I'd probably go Apollo Crews. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is great, but I think his, his biggest strength is selling. But Apollo Crews, uh, a.k.a. Uha Nation, has that, like, um, you know, Dragon Gate, like, crispness. Like to him, he, you know, it's like Pac. He's just everything he does is so crisp. 
Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I thank you for your candor on that one. The defense rest, Your Honor. Are you going to ask me my opinion? Nobody gets a rat's ass. Oh, please, go ahead. I, I think I would Man, know. I, I mean, I'd like to see Dolph Ziggler fight Apollo Crews. That sounds super fun to me. No, we're not going to see that. You get one or the other. No, I know. You're asking who's who's better, better, right? Who's better? Ziggler. Okay. Then, then Dolph need then uh, then Apollo Cruz needs to win the title on uh, fucking Saturday. No, I'm saying right now, right now, Dolph Ziggler is better. Apollo Cruz can be great, but I gotta see him in some big matches. Hey, nobody's been a bigger Apollo Cruz. Proponent on this show than we this guy. We all have. If Dolph Ziggler is going to win, no, the me NXT, more than everybody. If Dolph Ziggler is going to win the NXT title, then Apollo Cruz should win the NXT title too. And this is a good time I, to I'd do it. I'd be completely fine with it. I'm okay. just taking Braun Breaker. Okay. And all I'm right. Taking Apollo Cruz. So that's going to be the end of our show. We got some birthdays coming up. Just kidding. Ring of Honor final battle coming up on Saturday. Also, we have. Okay, let's go. Let's start here. We got Mercedes Martinez versus Athena. Zach, you can go first. Uh, this is interesting because it's like Mercedes Martinez's first match back after a long time of being injured. So uh, I'm like, uh, did she lose her first match back? And uh, I'm kind of leaning yes, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, I think we give this to Athena. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you taking? Athena. Jason. Two Bears said everything that I think I wasn't going to say and already said it. I was already leaning to Athena. And I love Mercedes Martinez. I'm thinking, God damn it. I'm taking Athena. I'm taking Athena. Shit. Oh, I really want Mercedes Martinez to win. She deserves a run, but. Wrong time, wrong place. Wouldn't be surprised if they gave Mercedes Martinez the win here. So just to go, you know, mix it up a little bit, guys. He's going against the grain, baby. I'm going Mercedes Martinez. Uh, We also have maybe the worst tag name, tag team name of all time. Swerving Our Glory. Wardjo was in my thought process, but that's okay. Swerving Our Glory is worse because they thought it was cool when they did it. They, they thought, did make they them th- the tag team champs. They, they thought, they thought it was champs. cool. But anyway, fair. they're fighting the uh, sh- the Shane Taylor Productions. Uh, who you got, Jason? I'm taking STP, and I'm going to go this far. I, will be, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Swerve turns on uh, Keith Lee. So we have Shane Taylor uh, Productions and Swerve jumping Keith Lee at the end when it's all said and done. Zach, who you got? <laughs> Fuck both of you motherfuckers. <laughs> I was leaning a certain way, and then he said that, but I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm not going to be swayed. I'm going to still pick Swerving Our Glory, which is still the worst tag team name. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. So, I, what's gonna, worse? What I just There's what, nothing else worse. What did I just get finished? What did I just say? I mean, Swerving Our Glory is the worst. Shane Taylor Productions is way better than Swerving Our Glory. You know what the best tag name of all time was? Right to censor. 
I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I said it now. I said it now. Like, they were, what, what is it, they were pro-censorship. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? <laughs> It's There's been, nothing funnier it's than been being a wrestler who is pro-censorship. <laughs> it's been Dude, 285 faction, episodes, and I don't know that joke yet. That's just I'm, That faction is straight out of Infinite Jest. Like, Dude, it is, 100%. it's so funny. They were so good. Anyway, uh, you guys talk for a minute about, let's see here. Uh, Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta. Go ahead, Jason. Pure championship on the line. Uh, Daniel Garcia, obviously the champion. This has very little to do with uh, Black Bull Combat Club, but I think it has a lot to do with Black Bull Combat Club in the uh, the big picture. I'm going to go ahead, and as much as I like Will Uter, I'm going to take Daniel Garcia. I think this is going to be a JAS kind of a, a night, if you want to go that route, and it kind of starts with, Daniel Garcia, I don't. It's not a knock against Will you I think he's going to be ultimately fine, especially if you can get ROH their own deal. Uh, there is going to be some news coming out of a final uh, battle with Tony Khan coming out and talking about the future of ROH and all that other good stuff. But for the here and now. I see no reason in the world to take the the pure title off Daniel Garcia. He just got it. I think it's going to be, like I said, a, a JAS kind of night. I'm going to take Daniel Garcia. Two beer, all you. So, yeah, I'm wondering if, you know, yeah, the big news, you know, we're going to get some kind of idea about television or streaming. And uh, just for Bill's sake, I really hope that Brodus Clay comes out and power bombs. <laughs> Chris Jericho, and we get to see the follow-up on YouTube. But uh, really, I think of this match specifically. Why we I bring up NWA, man? We already talked about it. We already said that, you know, MJF you ran down the NWA. You ain't going to bring it up a second time, especially the champ. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Like, like, bro, it's quite out this fucking victory lap. You take a, a lap around Chris Jericho's <laughs> dead body. <laughs> the fuck did I uh, miss? Right? <laughs> I didn't feel like the I was best gone fantasy for booking. Okay. The best fantasy booking of your life. All right. Anyway, so, uh, I'm going to lean Daniel Garcia. We've seen this match a bunch, at least twice, right? I'm going Daniel Garcia. Did you take Jason? We both have Daniel Garcia. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm taking Daniel Garcia also. I, I just think that – I think Billy Yuta is just a total fucking dork. Oh, my God. Just – I mean, just such a dork. He's the little He's brother, gonna come man. Find you. Damn. Nah, he like – nah, I, I, I don't think – there's a lot of guys I'd rather see in his position than Wheeler Yuta. Name one. I, I mean, I, name I'm, one. I'm coming out of the closet right now. Name I one. don't like Wheeler either. Name one. Name da- one Daniel guy. Daniel Garcia. Name Dante one. Dante Martin. Okay, fair. Yeah, I was about to say. Lee, I mean, Leo Rush. I mean, I, I like. Leo Rush is in fucking no, Japan, I, but no, that's No, I fine. know. I'm just talking about guys that are better than him. <laughs> You're just naming wrestlers right. that are better than Wheeler either. Right. Just throw it. Just, I mean, you know, I, I just who would you rather see in this see match? Happens, dude, I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> all of them. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why Wheeler Yuta got chosen by Blackpool Combat Club. 
Where were you that is legit? There is no yeah. no th- no. If you're gonna if this is gonna be Blackpool Combat Club, no. there's gonna be all kinds of different guys that could do a di- bunch of different no. shit. And where were you there is no. going to be? It's like three Schwarzeneggers and a DeVito. Oh Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> wow! Like twins. Was, okay. I'm saying DeVito. Even I'm saying really you DeVito to all the other movie. three Schwarzeneggers. I know. I know. What you, I know what you meant, motherfucker. Okay, Steve <laughs> Warner can see what you meant. Okay. So I'm guessing you're picking Daniel Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Daniel Garcia, motherfucker. I think Wheeler yeah, Yuta sucks. Like, after all that, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna pick Wheeler Yuta. Right. That no. would be a total bill no. move. <laughs> Not doing that. Not doing that. Okay, we got uh, we got Dalton Castle and the boys versus. I guess they're calling themselves the Embassy. Which is Gates they, of Agony. They calling them the Embassy. All right. L- let me know, hipster. It's Gates of Agony. And Brian Cage versus Dalton Castle and the boys, right? Yeah. They've been calling themselves the embassy for the record, just FYI. But that's another story for another time. I'm going to take... I missed it. Uh, well, newsflash, motherfucker. I'm going to take the embassy <laughs> to win the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. I love Dalton Castle. I love the boys. It's just time. It's it's long since time. These, none of these guys, Dalton I'm, Castle or I'm, the boys, are I'm, on I'm doing contract. The, I'm doing the same. I'm taking the embassy also. Zach, who you got? Yeah. I feel like it's the embassy just because it's just something different. You got to get a title change on there. Uh, if you even if I don't know multiple title changes, even so, to make this to where you're like, oh, you got to buy these ROH pay per views. So okay. I think this is one. I'm telling you what, guys, we're starting to agree so much that I think it's going to be like I don't think it's going to last the much se- longer. The seventh or eighth season of like growing pains or family ties where they're like, oh, they have a new kid or, oh, they adopt a kid or, <laughs> oh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio comes in. Like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to bring in somebody into the podcast to mix it up a little bit because we agree too much. Because we all went, like, we all, Jesus Christ. Maybe it's just predictable. Yeah. A little bit. I know, but a little bit. I don't know. All three. I'm of sorry. Us, I'm sorry. Who's the guy us? that says predictable isn't always bad? It's not bad. No. Okay. It just means I love you guys. But I'm saying all three of us having the same Bray Wyatt take is kind of strange because we are. We never really talk about we it are, until we talk. We talk and, about it, and right we're now. also in the minority because of it. True story. All right, we got. Some yeah, I have, I have not spoken about any of this stuff with you guys. At all, and no, we all, at we all agree upon that. That's that's really because that was barely on last week. Like it's been weeks. Yeah, I mean it's really. No, it's. Um, I'm I'm just trying to let I'm just trying to let this shit play out before I shit on it. So, we have Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson for only the ROH TV title. Who you got, Jason? I love the fact that they're s- separating the uh, the championships and not making it one. In that scenario, I'm going to still take Samoa Joe. Um, Juice is good. I like Juice. Great U.S. champion. Just wrong place, wrong time. Warlow, powerhouse Hobbs on deck. Samoa Joe wins. Has a chance to be a crazy good match. Yeah. Uh, Both guys can go. I think it'll be really good. I'm rock hard for this match. <laughs> And I am going with Juice Robinson. 
What? What? Whoa! What? Take that, say? Bill. Really? I'm going to use Robinson. Okay, now, for now he sure. said it right down. <laughs> oh, he said for sure. You know what? Yep. In in another dimension, you might call that your stone cold lead pipe lock of the week. Um, I I am familiar with that phrase, but I'm going to hold off on that one. Oh, because oh, I said for so sure, so but sure. I'm oh. I'm not stone cold lead pipe in it. Oh, holy shit! Okay, so we got two matches left. And you know what? We'll go with FTR versus the Briscoes in a double dog collar match for the ROH titles and only the ROH titles, I'm pretty sure. Zach, go ahead. This one I'm a little iffy on because FTR has beat them both times this year. And I feel like it's bonkers if they beat them again, despite the matches. Um, I think maybe with the the announcement of ROH, like uh, some kind of television or some kind of show, and with the fact that the Briscoes can't show up on the other thing, and the fact that they did not beat the acclaimed, uh, we're just not going to get them holding all of these titles like we thought that we might. It's just the stars are not going to align. And I'm actually going to take the Briscoes. Uh, I'll go next. I am also taking the Briscoes. And the reason I'm taking the Briscoes is because, just like Zach said, they have all these belts. You can really only lose them one at a time. You can't put them all up at all times. Like, they want them on different matches. You have to lose one at a time. I think it would be cool if they lost two of their belts and just held on to one of those belts for, like, two years. Like, keep the NJPW or keep the AAA. They sell the AAA, right? Yes. Yep. And it also... But you have to drop them. You have to, the have to drop ones, them eventually. They're going to have to start losing matches. They can't win. And they're going to they're gonna lose Tony Khan's belts before they lose any other ones because he's not going to let his champions lose. Uh, just like Kenny lost the Impact title before he lost the AEW one. Right. So, uh, Zach and I both have the Briscoes. Jason? I'll go like this. Jimmy and Jay Briscoe. Cool with the ASMR. (laughs) It's just me thinking. Um, I I, I love the fact we're doing it the third time. I just, I don't think we need it. I think we've, at least for me, this is tag team match of the year. Pick the one or the other. This is just going to be an absolute bloodbath. Um, God damn. I'm going to take FTR. Fuck it. Uh, we're going to just keep keep this fucking. Um, until they so, prove the, until until they you, prove you they otherwise. Lose. Yeah, until you prove me otherwise. Yeah. I really, especially if you're going to have a TV deal on deck. There's certain guys that you want to have up front, and the Briscoes. Listen, I love that pick. The Briscoes. I love the Briscoes. I love TFTR. If I wouldn't have taken Briscoe Brothers, I would have taken FTR. If you're going to have a big TV deal, you want to have names that you can have up front that you can market. FTR is a marketable name. I'm taking FTR. For the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship belt, we have Chris Jericho. Versus Claudio 
Oh, <laughs> I said you ain't gonna try it, Cascoyoni. Did I say it, Cascoyoni? Sure. Okay. Oh, all right. Apparently, by Zach laughing, right. I fucked it up. Jason twice. hasn't gone first. No, yet. I'm laughing at Bill still. <laughs> Jason, who do you take? I already gave it away with my the t- uh, my previous take, so. I'm going to obviously take Chris Jericho, so that would mean that Claudio goes over to JS. If, once again, you're going to have a ROH streaming service or a weekly show, I love Claudio, but Jericho is the markable name. We've done it before. We're going to do it again. I'm taking Chris Jericho. Zach, go ahead. I think this was a very long uh like Tony Khan's a very rich man, right? So like uh it seems to reason that, you know, he can kinda of get whatever he wants. Oh, except he has honor. like he has sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he has he has this uh let's not go back like, yet, grandpa. Tell me the last part. <laughs> you have to um when you're that rich you have to find ways to entertain yourself. And I think maybe he just has like some kind of like Your fetish for like sir. very, very tall, muscular men in in purple bucket hats. And so I think this is just his way of See, getting Claudio into a purple bucket hat. It's very expensive, um, very expensive booking, but it's definitely Chris Jericho winning, and Claudio's wearing that hat. Okay, I'm taking I'm taking Claudio. How you gonna wrap my boy up like this, dude? I'm taking I'm taking Claudio. You talking too much, Jason? I mean, Zach, wrap this shit up. I'm taking I'm taking Claudio just because sometimes, just because I feel wrong about stuff a lot of times, and I feel like this this is gonna be one of those things where I'm like, ah, I should have seen that coming. Like, I don't think Jericho wants to be Ring of Honor Championship or champion. I think he's just doing a solid for Tony Khan. And he needs to take a vacation, and they're going to put it on Claudio. I'm taking Claudio. Look at you. That's my boy. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. FTR ain't winning. Claudio ain't women. We going down with the ship. I'm an AEW sexual. Uh, thank you very much for those predictions. This is bad from ringside. Limping down the stretch. <laughs> let's, let's do that again. Hold on. Let's delete this part, guys. Okay. I hate everybody that listens to us. Every single one of them just a fucking idiot. It's just, I can't, I can't believe it. Hey, got a hot mic. Hey, hot cut, mic. Cut hot this mic. part. Cut this part out. Hot mic. Hey, Bray, we got some birthdays this week. <laughs> this uh, ain't shit. <laughs> slick, slick is 65. Uh, uh, he's black. <laughs> Michael Cole is 54. Definitely alive. Enzo Amore is 36. See him all every week on... Uh, Adam Sabaro is near you. <laughs> Kurt Angle. Oh. My dog. My my just absolute dog. HOF. How, you, how oh Baron God. Corbin just, retires him, I still don't understand, but that's okay. The, the only other person in their prime as funny as Kurt Angle was... Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just absolutely hilarious. Who, oh, the, who do you think is funnier? The exact reason that you watch wrestling. It's who, just who I just want to laugh. Okay. Who do you think was funnier? I'll tell you what. For like three weeks in 2000, 
nine, Jack Swagger was the funniest guy on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> just he just absolutely ruled, dude. He was so funny. He completely lost it. All it's right, so he's pretty funny right now. All right, uh, JTG is thirty-eight. I ask you this every single year, Jason. I know. What does JTG stand for? Just too good. Just too good. That's yes. right. Thirty-eight. Yes. Uh, R.I.P. Shad Gaspard. Uh, Ray Mysterio is forty-eight. James Ellsworth. You remember him? Oh, of course. I was. I, I was there when uh, he's H-O-F, Carmelo dude. won the. He's H.O.F. Uh, the first women's. Uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, and James Ellsworth helped her out. This is a beautiful time. You remember when they had the first Money in the Bank women's, and they had a man get it? <laughs> it made it memorable. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is going to be great for the pod. <laughs> Speaking of men and women, uh, Sunday Kiss is 29. Stop. Uh, Sabu is 58. Junkyard Dog. R.I.P. And Black. Is seventy. <laughs> this says Michael Elgin is only thirty six. Does that seem right? Yeah, he's like my age. Really? Okay. God yeah. Damn. Uh, Are you doing all that stupid shit? Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Stop. Hey everybody! We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. Uh, for Murray the Murray Man, Murray for Patriot Pat for. Vice Bogeyman for <laughs> Tender right Mahal for <laughs> Two Beers, Zach Palmer. with your first check. For Jason Cornelius Bell. I am Bill Vegi. Yes. Support your local weed dealers. Check. Support your local Hurry restaurants. Up, right Tip your bartenders. Uh, never, uh, what else? Did I forget something? Boo the heels, bitch. <laughs> Boo the heels. Boo, bitch. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Bye, Zach. <laughs>